All right, welcome in episode 90 of the Hot Grits Podcast. I'm Travis Jadon. With me today, Spencer Maddox, as always. want to tell you guys about Coach's Corner, the number one sports bar in Savannah, our title sponsor here on HGP. They have been making major moves during the Braves World Series run, uh, raised a lot of money now, over $34,000 for Help Save One of Our Own Charity uh, here in Savannah. All the money goes to local causes and people that need um, different sorts of medical attention, and all of that money has been raised since the TP went up at Coach's Corner. Pretty crazy, pretty amazing stuff that John Henderson and those guys are doing. So go see them this week, Game Six Tuesday night for the Braves. NBA as always, NFL yeah, always right. a on. lot of TVs. It's a good time to be a Georgia sports fan. Yeah, a good time to be a Georgia sports yeah. fan at Coach's. And again, coming this winter. We're turning that bad boy Hawks out, watch. dude. Hawks watch, dude. It's the go-to Hawks bar this winter. It's already your go-to Braves, Falcons, and Georgia sports. You and honestly, I mean? any sport that you could yeah, think of, yeah, any yeah. team you could think of, they can put it on the TVs for you. Uh, obviously, 1.972 billion TVs at this point. Cold beers, hot wings at Coach's Corner, 3016 East Victory Drive. If you want to call ahead, 912-352-2933. Also, check out Rubbin' and Grubbin', the NASCAR show with Brandon Bain. On Wednesday nights on the Rubbin' and Grubbin' YouTube page, as well as Coach's Corner Facebook page, and the Coach and AD Saturday mornings, Carl Damasi, as always, live from Coach's Corner, as well as the Who is on First Base baseball podcast with Kyle Lawson, talking baseball as always. All right, Coach's Corner, number one sports bar in Savannah, Hot Chris Podcast for a 90th time, the number one sports podcast in Savannah. Let's get it for a 90th time, the Hot Chris Podcast. Ain't nobody gonna this I mean, I've always kind of believed in aliens. I don't know if I believe in flying saucers. Ain't nobody gonna rip like you might as well just walk up to Cupid while he's on his lunch break, you know, crank his heat or something. Yeah, right in the face. Just a little baby right there. We'll see that. We're almost uh, three minutes into our sports podcast and yet to bring up not one sport. <laughs> All right, Hawkers podcast. Episode 90, Season 5, Episode 10. Everybody chill out, dude. Everyone relax. Everybody chill out. Just relax. That wasn't planned, by the way. Everybody chill out. Everything's fine. Everybody chill, all right? We're good! The Braves are up 3-1. We're going to start right there, obviously. World Series headed back to Houston for Game (sighs) 6. Tuesday night, we're recording from the Independent Lasagna Studios Monday night uh, here in Savannah. Spencer watching the Hawks. Yeah. But our minds are on the Bravos, as I'm sure your mind is as well. Yeah. Max, going Tuesday night, Max Freed, if necessary, Game 7, Ian Anderson. But there's a lot to talk about from this past weekend. Uh, look, they're up 3-2. But I knew when they went up 3-1, I'm going to start here with some stats. 41-7 and teams all-time in the World Series. Don't went, do this. Went up three, I have to do this. I have to do this. Don't do this. 41-7 and all-time. One of those seven blown losses did come by the Braves in 1958. <laughs> ho hum. Braves are going to play a November baseball game for the first time ever. They've never played an inning of baseball in November until really? until Sunday night when the game obviously went past midnight. No team in the history of baseball has blown a 3-1 lead in any series in consecutive postseasons. The Braves obviously blew one last year in the NLCS. Stop it. And they were up. Why are you doing this? Because I have to. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you, you have to don't. do this. You get you this out. Don't 
have to do this. We it's don't run away. It's you don't run away. We you take responsibility. No, 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 no. Everybody chill out. Like I said before, everybody chill out. Dude, we've got we've got Brian Snicker. He goes with his gut, okay? The stats don't mean anything. A habitual button presser. That's what you wanted to say, which I wasn't exactly sure what you were driving at whenever you said that. Last week where, we were talking about like, pressed all the right buttons. So I've said, I've made it very clear my stance on where I was with him bringing Davidson back out in the second inning. I, everyone, and a lot of our listeners know because some, some of them I texted. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I sent out like mass texts. I want everyone to know. I want everyone to know. Just that, random phone numbers. Yeah. You don't need just typing in numbers. What's happening? What is Snicker doing? We're up 4-0. But seriously, dude, we're up 4-0. Duvall hits a grand slam the in the first. The second the ball goes over the fence, I'm like, I'm trying to convince myself that Snicker's going to take Davidson out of the game. That's what I'm doing. Where, where, where are you at there? So they get up 4 nothing, and they're heading back to the top of the second. I'm good with sending Davidson back out there. I'm not. You weren't. You were no. on that train immediately. What I'm not good with is to start the third inning, Altuve to lead off. You can't, you can't have Davidson You can't in. have Davidson back out there. Brantley on deck was a lefty, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, whether we like it or not, that's something that Snicker does care a great deal about, the lefty-righty stuff. It's like, a stupid thing to care about in the World Series when you're up 4-0. I still, in a closeout game. I still think that the big moment, because they're up 4 nothing. Freddie hits a bomb. Later in the game, the longest home run of his career in the StatCast era. So they can't yeah. confirm, but it was likely the longest home run that Fred Freeman has ever hit. Okay, 5-4 game, and now you're right back in the lead in the middle of the game with your studs lined up, your horses lined up. Yeah. Minter looked gassed. That, to me, was the moment. Yeah. When Minter walks Maldonado, who wanted no part of batting. Yeah, all you had to do was throw one strike there. He did the Little League fake bunt Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. And it worked. Yeah. He missed the play by 10 feet. So Minter comes out there, gets pulled. Chris Martin, who you also said that you, you would have liked to have seen Martin earlier, or if not, Jackson, yeah. or, or Nutsack, or, or Tyler Nutsack. Nutsack. Or Nutsack. I would have been fine. I would have been fine if they ran Max Freed out there up 4-0. I don't care. I, I, at that point, it's throw everything you got. Right. In okay. my mind. In my mind. Right? So, yeah. I, I would have been cool with throwing Freed out there. I would have been cool with throwing anybody out there. I would, you could have thrown Will Smith out in the second. I would have been cool with it. But don't Just you get, think when the Braves took the 5-4 lead with Freeman, like that sort of, I, I don't want to say it cancels out what happened earlier, but you're right back in the lead now. Yeah, I guess. In the middle inning. So like from there, so even, there were still buttons pressed that weren't. Yeah, it wasn't great from there either. Work. Yeah, it should have. It in, in my mind, you should have done everything you can to extend the game as, as far as you. like. So I think that was the fifth inning, fourth inning. Yeah, somewhere I, there. I think Mat- Matzik probably should have came in immediately there. He's been your hottest pitcher. Yeah. If not Matzik, at least Luke Jackson. Let him go two innings. I wasn't mad at uh, – who was it? Minter? I wasn't mad at Minter being in the game because he's been so damn good. I wasn't mad but at him coming in the game, but I do put once responsibility he got trouble, on Minter for not being able to throw a strike. Yeah, once he got in trouble, though, it was like, okay, he doesn't have it. Like, Get him out of there. Like It, it seemed pretty obvious – I would have started just throwing everything you got. Once you got the lead, it's a closeout game. Don't, don't like, ugh, that old school baseball guy, like, let him work it out. Like, no, go and get that freaking guy off the mound. It, it, oh, my God. So, dude. Snicker did have so Luke Jackson up at brutal. one point, uh, and then ugh. he gets sat back down. But, look, silver linings. Can we silver linings here? Yeah. Let's good cop it for a second. Yeah. At least Mad Six rested. Nutsack's rested. Yeah. He didn't have to go, so he'll get... Mon- Sunday night off, he didn't pitch. Monday night off for the travel day. He should be rested and ready for Tuesday and, if necessary, Willie Wednesday. should be rested. Big Will Smith. 
who I've never doubted all season. Everyone's all everyone's doubted him. What are you talking about? This guy hasn't thrown a fastball in ten years. No. Just rolls slider after slider. That was another and, thing, dude. But, wait, what's another thing? Davidson just gave up on the fastball. That it, at at a certain point, it was like okay. Even even the people who, uh, let me rephrase this. Like if the, they're defending Snicker today. That's no one. I don't no one should people. be defending Snicker today. That's what I'm saying. He uh, he got up there and threw like 20 straight curveballs, and it was like, bro, get this guy out of the game. Yeah. Like e- even even without the 4-0 thing, you know what I mean? Even when you're not up, like if you're down 4-0, it's like okay, you're. He got you through two innings up 4-2. Yeah. So if you take him out after that, things could change. But here, like, it's the only good thing that John Smoltz, and I'll get to John Smoltz in a second. Oh dear. He has been brutal. John Smoltz has had a bad series. He's been brutal. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, he was calling for uh, the Astros relief pitcher to, to drop down to, a bunt to with bunt. two out. Yeah. Why did he keep wanting the bunt thing? It, it, it's a very it's, weird thing. He just gets caught like in locked, his own thoughts. Yeah, he's like locked into the bunt thing. Yeah, I don't he get kept it. it going, too. It wasn't just like a one-off thing. He said it like more than one time. He has done the near weird. impossible, which is to make Joe Buck look like the most competent person in the booth. Yeah. Which is tough to do. Yeah. You got uh, the bar is set low. Okay, one, one, one thing, like one throwback joke here. Okay. Any doubt in your mind, John Smoltz, Republican? Probably. Yeah, he's a Republican. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's, let's keep it rolling. Um, Where we go did you know that? he was a former pitcher for the Braves? I did. He'll bring it I up. He'll, yeah, he'll yeah. tell you if you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, think, I do think that, like, if, if you're talking about what the Braves did going into this game, it was tougher for Snicker to manage game five than Dusty Baker. And Smoltz said that. It's an easier game for Baker to manage at that point because you can throw Jose Uricardi or whatever his name is, your starter, possibly for game six, no longer. But you throw him out there for 15 pitch. You can make moves like that because it's all or nothing. Yeah. Snicker has, still has in the back of his mind, look, all we got to do is win one of two now. All you gotta do is win one of two. I hate, and your I hate are that way to think of thinking. I but hate that. It's hard to justify. I, I get it, but once they're down seven five, I yeah. did understand the punt. smiley decision. Yeah, punt it. it. Once you're down, punt it. Who gives a shit? Now play for the next two. But you and I don't up. want to defend Drew Smiley, but like that was four. yeoman's work. Oh, like man. that was. Yeah. We should be thankful that no one else had to come in and get used in that situation. Um. So you know, oh, God, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm trying not to be too fire and brimstone here, but it felt like it felt like a big momentum shift. You know what, what do you I mean? feel In like today? Series. What do you feel like? I don't feel confident. Twenty four hours I mean, out like, from game six. I feel confident, but I don't feel great. I feel a lot worse than I did yesterday. You know what I mean? Once once the ball went over the fence. So, what about this take? I have a feeling I know the answer. What do you think about this? And I'm not saying this, but let me just repeat what a thousand other people have said. Okay. If I would have told you before the series that the Braves were going back to Houston up three games to two, would you take it? I hate this. I hate these. You don't like that, do you? No, no, I no, knew no. that. I knew I hate you didn't these like that. Hypotheticals, dude. They do this with the, Haw- the Hawks all season long. Because last of course year. you're like, what yeah, if I would have yeah, told you? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to be up after five games. It's an uneven amount of num- like it's an uneven number. Shit. But yeah, no, I know what you're getting at. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. Especially if you were to tell me this in like July or some shit. But dude, they're a game away from breaking the curse. They're up 4-0, and you got your stud in – he, he could have gone out there and won you the damn game. Like, they had him, and they they fumbled it away. Now they got two chances. They got their best pitchers going up there. It was just the most traditional way to handle True. a baseball game, and it wasn't the right way to do it. Might I think we all they... know that. I think we all know yeah. that. It's all good. They fumbled one. All good. Let's keep it moving. Nothing we can do about it now. 
We're getting this Braves to the World Series. Dude. We've gotten we're getting them the, this no, far. No, no, no. We're getting them. We're getting them the trophy. Yeah. You know what I get? We're getting them the Dan Trophy. What size we're, ring are you? Do you know? No idea. I don't even know how they we're do getting Austin. We're getting Austin Riley, the World Series MVP, which he's number two right now, I would think, right? On the Braves? Young Handsome? He's be, yeah, he's got to be number two right now. For just the World Series? Yeah. It's either one or two. I would think he would either be one the or MVP two, right now. It's either one or two. But, but it, it really... Whoever unless wins the MVP, it'll Anderson. be because of something they did in game six or seven. Yeah, unless, it's Ian, in, unless it goes to seven and Ian Anderson shuts them out, then it's Ian Anderson. Has to be. Yeah. Which I, I hope it doesn't get there. Hopefully we close them out game six. Austin Riley wins MVP. All's right in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would That's, think it's Young Handsome, then Eddie Rosario right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, Um All right, let's we're, we're, keep talking about the Braves here, but yeah. a few, like, I guess, decisions that could be talked about. I don't know if there's debates to them, but let's just bring them up. Rosario and Soler are swapping back and forth fairly routinely from the leadoff spot. I don't. I still don't know if I like have a take either way, and I don't know if I prefer one or the other. But Slicker hasn't changed what he's done. What he's done when they're both in the lineup, Soler against, especially against lefties, is hitting leadoff. He did that. He did that in Game Five. I would imagine if it's Garcia, the lefty. That he'll be leading off again in Game Six. Do you, yeah. Do you like Rosario at the top or at See, five better? Do you have a I'm, preference? I'm, I'm of the I'm of the mind that it doesn't matter where they hit as long as you stop changing them back and forth. You know what I mean? Like, Ooh. Okay. Like, doesn't matter if you throw Soler at the one. Although I, I do prefer Soler at the one. I, I like I like having Rosario's bat behind uh, Riley. I like people with on base for Rosario as hot as he's been. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's but to me, when the pitcher's not batting ninth. Yeah, who bats one? Yeah, for me, I, think. I, I, uh, I don't care, but st- let him get in a rhythm. Like, you want Solaire to start the game? He's done it so many times in my mind. But it doesn't matter. Like, just keep him where they're at. Stop moving him around so much. Like, yeah, you know, that's that's just me. I don't. I know. Have, What's your take? Uh, well, I don't have like a hot take for that one, but like I do have lineup criticisms thought, thoughts. Yeah, in game four, the Braves won Saturday night. Uh, Swanson's home run was huge. I, I didn't like Darno batting ahead of Duvall in Game Four. I thought that was strange, unnecessary, unwarranted. Um, but other than that, I, I don't know that I have much. They're going back to Houston now, where where they'll have the opportunity to use the DH. Uh, I think Jock Peterson has clearly cooled off. Yeah. So I'm not so worried anymore about us getting him in the lineup. But what what I am worried about is Dansby at the bottom has abandoned all thoughts of hitting anything besides home runs. I mean, it's every yeah. at bat. Ozzy Albies has been the same way. He's Ozzy Albies has they're swinging very hard. It's it's clear almost every pitch. Like same thing as Soler. So like they're they're just trying to end it in one pitch. You yeah, know what I mean, I'll, I'll give Soler credit because Soler does that every at bat anyway. But and he's also gotten you know five extra base hits in the last two yeah. games that he's played. Like so, I'll give him. The benefit of the doubt because he's hitting the ball or striking out, but Albies has been essentially a non-factor. And if we were talking to about watch. before his, the his bats have been tough to watch before the series, I don't think there's any question who's won the sec the tiny second baseman battle. Yeah, thus far it's Altuve, that little yeah. punk bitch. Altuve is so annoying at the top of that lineup. It's not even funny. Like I hate hate the fact that he's still talked about like this little guy that's overcome so much like this is a former mvp he's like one of the best players like can we stop making him the little guy that could if if, dude 
I did want to say this. I, I did want to say this about Darno, dude, because you brought him up a minute it's ago. It's Darno November now, dude. So they have Albies and Swanson have let Darno down twice. Best works, twice. I agree with you. That's that's rough. Two stolen bases. Because the now the uh, now that like monkey is still hanging over his back. He had both of those dudes dead to right. Like that was a perfect like, throw. It was a perfect throw. They were gonna perfect. be out. They were. I mean, it bounced one hop there. You know what I mean? They should be caught and made by professional middle infielders. They should be, they should be caught. Yeah, they should be caught and they're out. They were both. Both out. times it goes as an error against our note too. Yeah, which, which is messed up. Yeah. And and it's gonna go as a like stolen base allowed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which that now infamous stat, which will go down in history if they lose. You know what I mean? It's gonna look like. What's the stat? Uh, he, this postseason, I don't think he's like throwing anybody out. I think. Darno. Yeah. Come maybe on. two people. That's not great. Yeah. I think he's thrown two people out all postseason. What about like the play when Smiley tries to pick him? off Altuve? Oh, my God. They sent it to New York for the review. He that, was out, right? I thought he was out, but I still, like, if the umpires in New York would just not be made aware of what the call was, if yeah. we just don't, if we change that part of the replay, I think it fixes so much. Because they're probably it's, thinking, yeah, he's 99% out. But, like, he's not. For sure. I hate that, too. You can't too. guarantee it. And since that's in the rule book, like, I can't really blame him. The whole time we're sitting there thinking, yeah, he's probably out. The whole world thinking the same thing. But they're not going to do it if the writing of the rule says that it has to be clear and obvious or whatever the terminology is. It's a ludicrous rule. Lemon pepper. Ludicrous. Just like the DH not being fair in both leagues. Spencer, we saw Sunday night, probably the last time in history, that a Major League Baseball pitcher will bat. And there were moments, Zach Greinke with two hits in the series. There have been moments, but the last time a pitcher batted was Graveman in the ninth when they sent him up there, and Joe Buck and John Smoltz were laughing because it was so funny that he took a Alex Bregman's bat up there and left it on his shoulder. Just did not even consider swinging. That's how the pitcher will go out in history. A five-pitch at bat where a, he never Which takes. is a damn shame because Max Fried is playing in this World Series, dude. If you had it your way, Max Fried would be batting fifth every night. Well, if I had it my way, he would have pinch hit at some point already. You know what I mean? Like, but I'm into I'm into weird baseball. You know, like I'm into that. Yeah, throw you, him you up are there. A baseball guy. I, I like, dude. Just let him pinch run every now and then. Like he's in postseasons past. That's given the Braves some juice when he's running around the bases. It's like, hey, Max is up there. You know, I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I'm into it. Looking forward to Game Six. Max Fried, a lefty, trying to win the World Series for the Braves in a Game Six. Tom Glavin. 1995 did just that for the Bravos. The last time they won the World Series, of course. A homegrown product, both of them. For Max Fried, I mean, I guess this is sort of obvious, but let me just prepare the way for this hot take. It's the biggest start of his career, bar none. Yeah, and he hasn't looked good the past two times. No, he hasn't. hasn't Not like like, terrible, but not great. Is he going to answer the bell? That's like... It's now or never. This is it. I don't know if it's fully like, rested. I don't know if it's like answer the bell or if he's just like if there's something going on with his arm. You know what I mean? Dude, like, I think it's ding ding ding. Yeah. He's got to answer. Hello, yeah. who's there? You got to answer the bell. Yeah, yeah. Max Fried. One not, of the two of them does. Him or Ian. And Ian if it is goes still to a rookie. Seven. Ian Anderson still a rookie somehow. I haven't heard this all season. Crazy. Until he started in the World Series when they're like, yeah, the rookie versus rookie, and I'm like, Ian Anderson, he's 48 years old. <laughs> he's 48 years. How's he a rookie? He's making his eighth postseason start as a rookie. I must just choked on my gum right there. Yeah, dude, you're having a rough time of it. <laughs> That's that got him. <laughs> yeah. 
So, like, that was a big storyline. Hopefully, it doesn't get to Ian Anderson in Game 7. But oh, God. My hands are already sweating. Boy, if it does, it, it will be one crazy Wednesday night. Dude, if, will this, like, change our personalities forever if we win? Because like, I somewhere deep down inside, I feel like I'm, a, I, I'm not a choker, first off. Like, I don't, I don't choke. You just choked on your gum. I did gum. just choke on my gum. But it just happened. Like, metaphorical choker. I'm not a metaphorical, metaphorical choker in any other area of my life. But deep down inside, I feel like I'm a fraud because I'm a Braves and a Hawks and a Falcons fan. Like, I feel like I choke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will this change anything about us if we win these next game? Yeah. If we win, you think so? This, I agree. I next, agree. Tuesday and Wednesday night will change the rest of our lives either way. <laughs> now, that says more about our lives. I think yeah. That says more about us, which is not great. But, yeah, it will. And I don't like all the social media posts about, like, would you give up a Georgia natty? No, 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 no. no You're thinking about this all wrong. We've said this before. Monkey's off the back, Jim. If the Braves win the World Series, the floodgates will open. It's my a friends. real thing. It is a real like mental barrier. At this point. the NHL will bring the Thrashers back. Yeah, if they win, yeah. if the Braves win, everything will be going our way from here on out. We're gonna get the next two All Star games. Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens style. You know what I yes. mean? Like in the middle of the night, an NHL team will. Yep, yep. The train. Right the, they're moving the whole team right in the middle of Atlanta. Yes. Yep. All of them, and if they win, like if they win, I do think a monkey's off George's back. The Hawks, who knows? That team stinks. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about them in a little bit. They are t- they're a bad basketball team. Don't make it one or the other. That's it's Clint, Capella's, it's Clint Capella's fault. Don't make it one or the other where, oh, we would give this up for a Braves title. We've already given up enough. No more bartering. Should we bring up no the, more dealing? Should we bring up the thing like the the very real track record that the Hawks and the Braves just cannot win on the same night? Uh, like, yeah, I want to talk like, about that. And then to close the Braves, though, I do want to refer back to your really one of your all time calls for the chop columns. All oh yeah, cho- like oh yeah, thank you. Where Spencer was right segment, obviously a very short segment usually, <laughs> but <laughs> today you should be claiming. All of it, because yeah. last week, before the series ever even started, you were talking about how in the 24 hours, 48 hours leading up to the first game of Just three in Atlanta. A little bit of clairvoyance for me. You know? and, and, like, do we need to, like, clarify our takes now? I think after the fact, no more games in Atlanta this year. Like, you are on the side. I think we're both. Don't change the name. I, I I don't want them to change the name, the but more I won't research, be mad if they do. You would be. Yeah, yeah, well, it's not that I'll be mad. Per se, I just don't think it's the right thing to do. I think like, of all the things around the mascot and the name and the let logo me, and all that. Let me say this definitively: the more and more I've looked into the reasons behind changing the name and the the defense of the name, the more and more I've been on the side of don't change the name. So the more I've looked into it, the more I've become what firmly. You, though, like what what are some of the I don't. Uh, well, the reasonings behind. Changing the name are a little bit uh, like a house of cards. Like it's offensive you start, to Native Americans. Well, it's it seems like it, right? But I, I don't want to get like get do this full thing right here because it'll be like an hour long. This will be the whole. Yeah, podcast. not full th- but I mean, like, like that's the general. That's yeah. Uh, it's just to me, it's it it falls apart a little easily. I uh, I don't think it's the same thing as the Cleveland Indians or the Redskins. I don't think it's the same thing. Uh, I do think the Braves put a lot of money into Native American support. You know what I mean? In the area, like the Cherokee tribe. Yeah. Um, there's there's a lot. I mean, you can go on their website. Well, what does that do? That validates the use. I mean, 
if it's offensive to the group of people. Well, I mean, it seems to me that they've at least done hear them out. They've done. Is it? Well, is it? But if that's, it, the, that's the big question, okay, is it? If it's it offensive is, to white people. If it that's, is offensive, let's make it real. Let's get real with it. It's offensive to white people. Fair, but like it's I'm not gonna. To Twitter. I'm not gonna badger people for what offends and doesn't offend them. But yeah. my, my question would be like, is there a middle ground? And I think the Braves have taken baby steps toward that end. I don't, I, They've gotten rid of the tomahawk. They don't hand the tomahawks in. They don't hand anymore. the tomahawks out. They got rid of. They got rid of all the offensive. The imagery. imagery. They got rid of all the offensive imagery. They'd done everything you've wanted them to do. Way back in the day, it wasn't changed the name. It was get rid like of this. Chief Nakahoma and get, stuff yeah, is gone. Got, they, it's gone. And get that it out kind of, of stuff I am okay with. Yeah, me too. I agree. That's offensive. But That's, when the Braves... It's just, well, it's just wrong. It's just not right. It's not that it's offensive. It's just wrong. You know what I mean? Sure, they I'm did, with you on that. They but, did all that. Yeah. They did with it. Now you want them to go a step further and change their brand that they've built 45 years on, 50 years on, whatever it may be. What other steps could they take short of changing the name? That's what I'm wondering. Has every other chip been exhausted? I think what you could do is get rid of – you could change the logo. So the Braves logo with the tomahawk as the underline, you could get rid of the tomahawk altogether. I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. I'm just trying to think. Those are other baby steps you could take toward not changing the name. It's well, That's, that's the other like issue. They're inching toward That's it. the other issue. If you do that, you are – literally validating the claim of why you should change the name uh, is that it promotes a warrior savage stereotype. And that's their feeling. I'm sure and that's I their worry. I don't think that's a legitimate concern. I, I really don't. You can't pretend like there was never Native American warriors. You know what I'm saying? There's not. Yeah. If it were the samurai, if we were the samurai, we're not changing the damn name because it's it alludes to Asians. You okay, know what I mean? But what, so it's not offensive. I get there that. were Native American warriors, but and that's the what Braves, they were nicknamed at that time. To, if the Braves brass steps to the podium and, and with a straight face wants to say that they are doing things, they are hearing and validating the claims of whoever it offends, yeah. they, they have already done that, right? We would agree that they've taken steps, so they've obviously validated it yeah. already. So if they want to step to the podium and say that, then you have to con- you're going to have to continue to concede point. You're never going to get a chip back. Yeah. In other words, so I, I don't know that the process can be stopped. I think I think the line I think the line I am for them be, keeping the name. Yeah, I think the line should be drawn firmly where it is. I think I think they've done everything that they need to, and or should. I think it is as PC as it's going to get. Anything short of changing the name, you shouldn't do. Uh, you know what I mean? If you're going to change the name, change the name. Fine. You decide that's the best thing to do for your business. Fine. But anything else, I think you draw the line right there. I think it's good. I think they've done everything to get rid of the Native American imagery, the offensive stuff, the red paint, whatever it might be, you know, the face paint yeah. and shit. I, I think they've done it all. Uh, so that's me. I, I did see this coming, you know what I mean, last week. I knew this I knew this was going to come. Yeah, you were spot on. Thank you. Uh, uh, so but that's just my opinion. We're it's gonna, just one man. Like, do you want to close up one on One really, the, really smart man. <laughs> one really, really intelligent person. Thank you. Uh, one more game, at least, of the Matt Damon Crypto.com commercial. <laughs> Which has really just been the bane of my existence. I mean, the Matt, Matt Damon, Damon. <laughs> Team America getting a lot of play. Yeah, on the Hot Grits podcast of late. Uh, the Matt Damon commercial, Fortune favors the bold, was getting a lot. Brave, of, brave, 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 brave. Fortune favors the brave. Yeah, but I'm trying to be PC about it. I don't want to use the word brave. Oh, Fortune she did that. <laughs> you like that? Nice little it turn all of phrase. Comes yeah. full circle. Yep. Uh, let me tell you guys about John Carr. Real estate, the number one real estate agent in Savannah, 
Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. It's November now. We got two months left. 60 days, folks. We've sold 42 houses this year. And by we, I mean John Carr. We got to get to 52. We got to reach this quota. 10 houses away, 60 days. Math guy. Ding, 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 ding. One house every six days. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's not far behind the pace. 52, no. 52, 52 houses, 52 weeks, math guy. Vegas has it at week. even money, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we're hammering the over. Yeah, we're hammering the over. Over on 52 houses sold. You guys are going to help us get it done. Call John Carr today if you want to learn more about buying or selling your house in the Savannah area, um, or if you just want to learn more about the real estate market. 912-228-0916. Help our, John, our guy, John Carr, reach that 52 house quota. We're going to get him there. 912-228-0916. John Carr Real Estate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, all right, Spencer, last week you had the Hawks. Yeah. It was, a, it was a really bad idea for me to watch this Hawks game while we're doing the podcast. I, like, I, I wanted to do it because I don't get to watch enough Hawks games where I'm literally just sitting and watching You watch them. plenty of Hawks games. I, oh, I watch every Hawks game, to be clear. But I don't yeah. get to just like sit and watch them often. Usually I'm doing something else while I'm doing it, so I, like, I'll, I'll miss like parts of the action. Multitasker. Yeah, I'll go back and watch later on while I'm in bed the full thing. Uh, Break down the film. Yeah, so now I'm going to podcast about the Hawks while watching the Hawks, and I'm 46, 38 so Hawks over the Wizards in the second quarter this right team, now. Dude. This team should be so good at defense, and they're, they're three not. And three. They're three and three. What's what's the matter? Like, can you can you help me out here? Like, talk me through because that first game they come out against the Mavs and just smoke them by playing really solid defense and like a lot of effort. And ever since that game, they have not played in a lick of defense, dude. They've come out and been like just straight. 2019 Hawks on defense. It's I don't want to put this on it's you, but they're probably year, wasn't great. They're reading their news clips. They're listening to their podcasts. They're still they're a hearing, young team. They're, they're still young hearing team. people like you last week tell them that they're the greatest team on earth. Nah. Yes, yes, and it's gotten in their head, and they've know. got a cupcake mentality. I kept them at a five seed, yeah. as I promised, and I'm not going to bail yet. Five seed. Ceiling for the Hawks. You had them at a one seed last week. I had you a said, one seed ceiling. You said, and I quote, if I could pick a lower number, I would. Yeah. I'm I'm moving them down to a three seed ceiling right now. Dun dun dun. Yeah, yeah, and I won't move it. I won't move it. Of course not. This isn't a moving thing, dude. We no, don't no, move no. this every. This week. isn't a weekly segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't move it every week. But I'm putting them at a three seed ceiling. There's not many times during the course of this segment that I've moved them down, because no. they've pretty much always been trending up since we started this podcast. And you're a good cop. Yeah. Well, no, I just. Yeah, you're a nice guy. Jason Chatham, Chatham is right. I'm a homer. Nice but, cop. Nice cop. Yeah, dude. Are they going to ever play defense? You know what I mean? Like, I would argue that hey, Kevin Herter is scaring me, bro. Well, he's, he's scaring me a little bit. He game, looks like he looks bad. The game against Washington in Washington was tough. Yeah. It was tough last week. But I'll say this. Look, they did their job Saturday night in Philadelphia. We needed them to go out and lose. They needed to put themselves on the altar, the Atlanta sports altar. They needed to lose in Philly so the Braves could win in Atlanta over Houston. Right. They did that. But no one asked them to go out and lose in Washington when they were four-point yeah. favorites. They were up by 11 in the second half. No one asked them to do that. I think Bruno Fernando not being on this roster has really cost this basketball team. <laughs> and I don't want to go there in all I don't seriousness, question them. In all seriousness, like, the depth at center has been an issue because Clint Capella has just been like not good, dude. They're not getting he's consistent not, play not, from anyone in the backcourt as well. Not good. Like, I don't think Herter has been— Herter's been dog shit. Look— He's, he's been, been bad. really, really bad. He's been really bad. Cam Reddish has been 
better than what we thought, but still not great. Like he's just chunking up shots. But it's dude. sort of been what we've won- like. Or what yeah. I've always wondered aloud: How is it going to be possible for them to all be playing there? It does seem like when one plays better, and by the ba- by them, I mean the backcourt outside of Trey Young, right? Every other, basically every other guard, right? Are there going to be long stretches where they can all play well together? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know. It seems like when one plays well, that forces the other to not have a great night. Well, and like they not don't, have confidence or something. Like they start, yeah, like, uninvolved. They start trying to find that guy too much. Or yeah, something. and Herder, bless his heart, he he tries to contribute other ways, but it just doesn't. He just doesn't offer much. Yeah, he's got in a, the way of the stat sheet besides scoring. Well, he's he's got a. He's a good passer. He's a decent passer. He is, but it, he, like he's he not doesn't have lacking like, up assists. He doesn't right? have elite vision, and the ball is in Trey's hands so much that like he pretty much has yeah. to be knocking down shots. Him and Bogey both. If they're not shooting well, it's like get him out of the damn game. But but only because you have those like stud defensive players in Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, who by the way neither one of them have been like shooting the ball. Like, Cam Reddish shooting the ball well from three, but. Pretty much nothing else from there. Like they once haven't get, shot it well as a whole through six yeah, games. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. DeAndre Hunter has unavoidable. DeAndre Hunter has not looked like the DeAndre Hunter of last year. Though, and they can't right? defend really. They yeah. cannot defend. Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter can, but nobody else can. Clint Capella has been actively bad on defense this year, dude. And he was like a defensive player of the year candidate last year. And again, you He's, don't have to be like. No one's asking them to be like the, you know, the O five Pistons or something. Like you don't yeah. have to hold teams to under ninety points. It's that you're not asking for elite level talent, but they got to be serviceable, and they have so many guys that just take possessions off. And I know that happens in the league. I'm not naive. Yeah, but it it just it hasn't matched up yet. No, and it certainly feels more like the Lloyd Pierce era. It, that's than the that's exactly what I'm getting at, dude. It does you it can not, tell they're good. Yeah, but does it not feel like there is a little bit of hangover from? the playoff run last year. Like they're, yeah. maybe they're feeling themselves a little bit too much. Like it's a, it's an immature team. Everybody's still trying to kind of feel out their roles. They're real average. DeLon right Wright now. has not been great. Uh, like that was our biggest pickup. Like the, a real backup point guard has not been like all that great either. Lou Will hasn't been all that great. Like nobody's really been good. Lou Will hasn't been good. No, nobody's been good. Let's just, let's just keep it. This, yeah. this team is shit and it's only up from here. Right. I think like yeah, right now they're very very average let's basketball. Talk, dude, team. let's talk down on these. Let's let's like speak. That's my move. Bad bad things about them because that we started doing that against the Braves for the Braves, and it worked. You know what I mean? Now they're in the World Series. Who's so, the best team in Atlanta right now? The Braves. The Braves. If you want me the to Hawks power rank are it, bordering on they could right fall. by the Falcons. Right by the Falcons, dude. Right by the Falcons. Falcons three and four. Hawks are three and three right here. If they lose this game, go to three and four. I'm gonna put the Hawks underneath no. them, as in like for like timeout, timeout. It's like a timeout though. It's not like, okay. Timeout, timeout. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Like I'm putting them in time. Put them in. Oh, the corner. put them in time. Go in the corner. Yeah, they're a young team. Go to the corner. Think about what you did. Come back to daddy whenever. Bad Hawks. Yeah, bad Hawks. Bad. Yeah. Hit them on the nose. That's it. Bad Hawks. Because they will rise. You know what I mean? Ooh. Yeah. Rise up. <sighs> Much so like, I told you it was a bad idea for me to watch this game while we're doing this shit, dude. I'm getting, like, getting, getting emotional about this. The Hawks will rise. The Falcons did not rise. Call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement in Savannah today and tell them the Hot Grids podcast sent you. If you need anything done at your house, interior, exterior, the roof, the floor, uh, the walls even, Spencer, Maybe even the garage, bathrooms, anything, uh, plumbing, electricity. You need some jokes, maybe a song and dance. Tony and Bewley Oaks Home Improvement can do it for you. 
Call and ask for Tony today. 912-667-5235. That's 912-667-5235. All right, let's move on to football now. Spencer, the Falcons took a major hit uh, last week, losing to the Panthers. They're 3-4 and four now. Uh, I want to give you a chance to just clear the air, clear the room. They're going to have to win one game against a good team. You're starting to waver. No, 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 no. no. We're still solid. Seven and a half wins, dude. That's all we need. We need eight wins. We can get to eight. Wait, seven and a half is the over-under, so you yeah. need one, two. Yeah, no, eight. We yeah, can get eight. eight wins. We can get to eight. So you have three wins now. Yeah. So you need five more. Need five more. Don't even have to break 500. You can be at your record you're at now in the win and loss column. You know what I mean? And hit your over total. Cool with that. Do you think they're a good football team? No. No, no, no. At least I've gotten off of that ledge. I said they are going to hit the over. I'm still not convinced that they're not going to. They're going to have to beat one good team, though, this year. Like, you can look over the schedule and be like, oh, shit, they got to win one of these. Yeah. Three And and four now. They're at New Orleans next week. We just lost Jameis Winston. Right. Then they're at Dallas. So it's some time to make up. We also some, didn't have Dak Prescott this past week. Right. If you could win one of these next two, at New Orleans, at Dallas, go in four at and New five, Orleans. You would have to win one of those two, and you're going to be heavy, heavy underdogs at both. I would think. Well, I don't know. You're with, at least an underdog at Dallas. You're probably like without Jameis Winston. Who yeah, knows? I don't. I don't know that you're a heavy underdog with your starting. You know. No, I don't. I don't think heavy underdog. I do think probably a touchdown. They're Who's a the best team. player on the Falcons? Mm. Cordero Calvin Patterson. Rid- Calvin Ridley. It's Cordero it's Patterson. Calvin Ridley. It's between Calvin, Calvin Ridley and Matt Ryan. I would think Matt Ryan's still not a good player, but legacy, some legacy comes legacy. From here. You know what I mean? Uh, I I do think that the Falcons can beat the Saints. There's just not a lot to say about him, dude. I would it, really, really honestly, like I would honestly bet hella money, if I had it, that they will not cover the seven and a half points. It's not going to happen. Yeah. I'm not betting on the Falcons for the rest of the year. I've already You're used not gonna up. bet on any indi- individual games. No. I, I I've used up all my money that I'm betting on the Falcons already. I've already thrown it on the overwin total. I threw it on the the long shot of them winning the division, which still alive. Still alive, dude. Still alive. It is still alive. Everybody chill. Still alive. Tom Brady could break his knee. That would it would basically take that because the Panthers suck. I told you that earlier on in the year. They just beat like, the, they just beat the Falcons. Yeah, they suck. But they lost like four games in a row before that, right? Okay. I think they're four and four now. Yeah. All right. So they suck. They're they're a game back of the Panthers. They started off three zero. They're a game back now. The Saints have a hurt quarterback. Tom Brady could get hurt at any point. Still alive, dude. You could win this. You could potentially win the division at like nine or ten games. The Falcons' offense put up a robust 213 yards last week against <laughs> an awful Panthers defense. Um, Matt Ryan completed 20 passes for a whopping 129 yards. Yeah, he's a bad player. The Falcons player rushed for 82 total yards in a professional football game. Tough. That's rough. They so outscored not, ten to three in the second half. There's just not a lot to say about the Falcons, and I was so excited about this NFL season, but my fantasy team sucked personally, and my team sucks, so it feels like the year is already a bust. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm four not and four it. in fantasy football. Yeah, not you know, good. That's the kind of content that people come here for. Yeah. Um, you want to play guess the line? Yeah. Falcons at Saints Sunday, twelve p.m. You already told me it's seven and a half local time. No, seven and a half is the total over under wins. Oh. No, I thought you said. I thought you said. Oh, okay. It's not, bro. So you already looked up the line. Yeah. All right. 
I might have said seven and a half. It's not that though. Okay. Falcons at Saints. Is it a heavy favorite? The Saints are favored. Okay. Do, 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 do. I'm going to go six and a half. It's exactly six and a half points. <laughs> Let's go. It's exactly six and a half points over under 42 and a half. So uh, I, I don't know if the Falcons will score a point in New Orleans. Right? <laughs> Might be a 10 nothing game. Who knows? Maybe the Saints. I don't know, dude. I just don't want to talk about him anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just don't want to talk about him. And anymore. man, I do not blame you. Georgia keeps rolling. They whooped the shit out of Florida. Yeah. In Jacksonville, in the non did you take that? Game. Did you take that free money? I woke up that day and saw that line that it was still there, and I was like, <laughs> "Dude, what is this? What uh, is this shit? No, Who made this?" I, I took it. it. I put like every like all the money in my betting account on it. Uh, I had him in my pick'em pool, which is straight up. So yeah. obviously, I'm going to take the 14 point favorite in a straight up game. Um, How the hell? I predicted 2310. <laughs> Dude, you predicted Georgia by a lot. I went back and listened. You, you didn't make a f- exact score, but you said Georgia. In a boat race, so you were right on that. I yeah. predicted that Florida would cover. These fools didn't even score a point <laughs> until 2.49 left in the game. Um, they were exposed in a number of ways. I still think Florida is a fringe top 25 team. I just think that's how good Georgia, Georgia is. Georgia is extremely good. Georgia Wait, gave was- up seven points to Florida. They also scored seven points defensively, so 7-7 tie um, after the four quarters of play in Jacksonville at the non-neutral site game in the state of Florida. You just already saw what Georgia had done to, at the time, top 10 Arkansas team. This was not, this is not a, I, I know you say fringe top 25 team, but it's a, clearly a team that's not on Georgia's level. I knew going into that game, I was like, this is a, this is a cover and a half, dude. Like this is, I'm printing money right now. Yeah. Well, and you I, look smart now. Yeah. I mean, thank you. Shit. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, no, no, uh, no 50, you know, what, what's, what's hindsight is, uh, uh, it's uh, 2020, 2020, Yeah. Bad year. Good hindsight numbers. Is 20, yeah, good numbers, bad year. Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes, but that was printing money there. I, I don't know. I, I, I felt really, really confident about that line. Florida somehow. And I bet my buddy on it, too. That was awesome. Was he a Florida fan? Yeah. Love those. Yeah. Love those guys. Yeah. There's a bunch of them walking around in jean shorts. You'll find them <laughs> everywhere. Florida outgained Georgia 355 to 354 in the total yards department. Oh, yeah. I kept hearing about that shit, too. I was like, this dude, was, check the score. This is pretty wild here. Passing yards... 191 to 161 in favor of Florida. Rushing yards, 191 to 161 in favor of Georgia. Yeah. The exact same, but opposite. Yeah. Pretty nuts. So Georgia averages 6.9 yards per play. That's pretty nice. Uh, And they'll take on Missouri this week at high noon versus Missouri, who I believe lost to Vanderbilt. If not, they were struggling with Vanderbilt. So that should be a cupcake city game. Um, Tennessee, Charleston Southern, and Georgia Tech remain for the dogs before the college football playoff, which we think they'll be in after the SEC title game. Who knows who they'll be playing in the SEC title game? Auburn kept their hopes alive in the West. Alabama, obviously the front runner. Um, But moving in to the last four weeks, the college football playoff rankings, Spencer, come out this upcoming week. So I want to talk about that and kind of give our prediction of who's going to be in the top four, which is you know, ultimately the only rankings that really matter. Here's the AP top six right now. Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma. Those are the top four. Michigan State at 8-0. Ohio State 7-1. Oregon 7-1. So that's your top seven right there. Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma, Michigan State, Ohio State, Oregon. 
is rounding out the top seven in the AP poll. Which so are we predicting who's going to be in the playoffs or who's going to open in uh, the rankings? A, I guess a little, uh, maybe a minute or two of both. But I mean, I gotta, I gotta fess up here before we move on from specific Georgia college football teams. Uh, I'm ready to give up on my Georgia Southern bet. Yeah, it's ready. time. I'm it's ready time. to give up. Four and a half, I thought was a lock. Um, it is not. They are two and six. They inexplicably lost at home to Georgia State this past Saturday. They tied the game up with like a minute to go uh, in the fourth quarter. Probably a little bit more than that. But tied it up at 14-14, then gave up a rushing touchdown to make it 21-14 with 27 seconds to play. They ended up driving all the way back down the field, Spencer, to get in the other team's red zone with two seconds to play. And the game ends on a sack, which is very, very poetic for this team in Statesville. <laughs> it's, a, it's an absolute circus. And all I would say is that if you're a Georgia Southern fan, this is what the administration signed up for when they fired their coach through three games. Like, this is what you get. So now do you, you fire the athletic do you fire the athletic director? Do we fire the president? Can we just like keep firing people until we get to the point where, you know, then we fix the root of the problem? You know what I mean? <laughs> I would say that you probably need to find better players moving forward. Word that up. would be a good start. Maybe start throwing the ball, actually. Maybe keep some good. of them there for four years instead of letting them transfer in the yeah. transfer portal. Maybe throw um, the ball. Also find a quarterback. Yeah. And then what? Throw the ball. Throw the ball, Spencer okay. says. So. All right. So hard, my prediction, hard my, pr- my prediction. <laughs> well, it's just like you take away half the game whenever you just try and run it. It's, Georgia Southern hosting it just doesn't work. Number twenty-one, Coastal Carolina, this week in Paulson Stadium, six o'clock, ESPN Plus, the highest-ranked team. They will throw ten passes in that game to ever play. <laughs> the highest. I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet the over on that. So stupid. I'll bet the over on that. Yeah. Okay. They'll probably throw a little bit more than that, but they're gonna try and run it a billion times. I think you they're gonna I mean? be down by a thousand. Coast of Carolina, number twenty-one in the country. All right. All right. Anyway. All right. Well, so let's talk about the thing you actually wanted to talk about. Tuesday before. night, first college football rankings. So yes. you want to start with? Okay. I'm who, just gonna say let's who's gonna who be. They'll be who will be top five for them. What's? Oh. That's you that's want me to go first? To do. I can't like reach inside their mind. Yeah. Go ahead. I want to go first. All right. Go ahead. Okay. My top. I got top seven written now. Okay. Georgia, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Alabama, top four. Michigan State, five. Oregon, six. Ohio State, seven. Here's why they're going to put Cincinnati in the top four for the initial. Hold on, time out. I think, I, think, I think the listener gets why they put Cincinnati in. Why do they put Alabama oh, over an unbeaten Michigan State? Because, well, I think right now. Right now. I mean, right, Alabama's loss is pretty bad. It's not like a good loss. Well, I mean, the only like notable win I would think that Michigan State has on its record is beating Michigan, who I think the jury is now out on. Yeah. I don't know that people are convinced that they're that good. I, I, I want to say about Cincinnati, I don't think they're getting in over a one-loss champ. I don't think they are. But you don't they're, think they're going getting in to over one-loss Alabama? No. No, not if it comes down to either or. But they're going to put them in there initially because they know they can always slide them down. So they're going to do their lip service early. That's what the committee always does. And people are going to freak out Tuesday night about who's ranked four, who's ranked three, who's ranked five. But the committee in its mind at the end of the year knows it can always change it. So they're going to do their lip service to the group of five early. I'll just say that. I know that's what they're going to do. That's what they always do. 
that's the track record of what they've done. I think I think you're right because if they'll they'll leave him in there until the SEC championship game. You know what I mean? I think it'll be interesting. So, yeah. So if you're looking ahead, if Alabama loses the SEC championship game to Georgia, they're out. They're out. Right? They're yes. not making it in. There's too many unbeaten teams. What if everyone wins out except for Alabama? So undefeated Oklahoma goes. That's not possible then because that would mean Georgia would lose. How, how do you figure that? If they, if they, oh, every team besides Alabama. Alabama wins out. Okay. So okay. UGA undefeated, they're in. Misunderstood you there. Right? UGA undefeated, yeah. in. Oklahoma undefeated, in. Right. Right? Right. So Michigan State, if they run the table undefeated, they're in. That's three right there. You, Oregon, put, you, you would put, okay. Ohio Oregon State, one loss, Ohio, Ohio State, State one out. loss. They could both run the table still. Now, they would have one loss stacked up against an undefeated Cincinnati. That's where the committee would make the move, and they would pull the trigger for Oregon or Ohio State over Cincinnati. I really believe that. You can't put Michigan State and Ohio State both in there, right? No matter well, what. Well, no. No matter what. No. So the, you start to you start to find a Michigan way. But if Michigan State runs Cincinnati. the table, they're in also. Oklahoma in, Georgia in. So now you're left yeah. with one spot. It's in, I mean, it's definitely going to get interesting. Yeah. Down the stretch, but I would just say that the committee is going to have the big guys in at the end, and the little guys there's in. A, there's a at lot the of. Beginning. That's I, what I they think. Do. I think this is the year for Cincinnati to make it because it, I think Cincinnati runs the table. There's still a lot of football and a lot of chaos left to happen, uh, assuming. Assuming this chalks, Georgia beats Alabama, that opens up a spot. Assuming somebody loses, Cincinnati makes it in. Yeah. I would say I would say if you were to bet today, Cincinnati would be favored to make the playoffs as opposed to not. What do you think? Yes. I, I think so. In the betting markets, yes. Yeah. But again, handicapper over here. Cincinnati's best wins have already come. Like yeah. we everyone agrees on that. They won't have a better win. Than, so theoretically, their resume has gotten as good as it could possibly get. The only thing that could happen is that it gets worse with a loss. That's the only. Yeah. So they've now reached. Ohio State still has plenty of bullets in the chamber. Yeah. Plenty of bullets in the chamber. What about Wake Forest at 8 No. If they run the table and win the ACC, a Power 5 conference, undefeated? Who knows? I mean, the ACC is garbage. Garbage. That's what happens when Dabo Sweeney's your head, man. Yeah. Leads you to a bad place. It'll be interesting to see, but I just can't wait for all the arguments around the college football playoff rankings. You know who's happy? Maybe that may, maybe, maybe, maybe. Hold on. Time out, time out, time out. You're going to a place. I can see it in your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, Maybe that opens the door for Duke and North Carolina to be good at basketball again. Stop. You know what I mean? Stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. I'm starting to think about what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, good point. Okay. All right. Now continue. Talk good about point. football again. Um, I, I think the happiest people in the world that the college football playoff rankings are coming out are the Associated Press voters because their mentions and their votes that get made public every week just get them shredded <laughs> by whatever fan base you want to pick. It doesn't matter. They're going to get shredded from most people. Most people aren't going to reach out to their favorite AP voter and say, hey, man, saw your poll this week. Great job. Great job. No, no complaints. They're going to get reached out to and get blasted for wherever they put these rankings. So they're the happiest people in the world that their rankings no longer matter from here on out after the college football playoff rankings come out. So you don't think they influence the college football playoff rankings at all? I think the college football playoff committee would never, 
ever, not only would they not admit to it, they don't believe that it does. But, but I think it does. Surely in the minds of everyone, when you see the number one next yeah, to the team, that's all over and that's over all and over and over, it does. But they do, they will differ from yeah. the AP's top five. I, I strongly. I think it influences it even to the point where they're like, okay, we can't be the same as them. You know what I mean? Just like on some kind of like base level human psychological. Yes, way. I agree. You know what I mean? All right, I agree. That's, that's it. That's all. That's so the only Georgia, point. Cincinnati, Alabama is the order of the top three for the AP. Word up. I would even argue that those three aren't going to be the same. Georgia, Cincinnati, Alabama. I would think they would jump Oklahoma over them because they're undefeated. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. A lot to a lot to play out over the last month. But those rankings are here now every week, every Tuesday, from here on out. So we'll sort you of. Do you still, even at this point, think it's Georgia, Alabama, everybody else? Because I do. As far as talent? Yeah. Well, best just, best it, teams it just, in the country. Yeah. Just best yes. teams in the country. Yeah. Yes. All right. Like line Alabama up, neutral field. It almost feels Cincinnati, like it almost feels like there's Alabama. not a whole lot to talk about until one, either Alabama loses a game that it shouldn't win or that it should win, or two, they play in the SEC championship and we see who the better team. You is. say you know there's I mean? not a whole lot to talk about, but when those rankings come out, it will no, to be me like, chaos. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I, and I because I people I will trip. read into it and try to think, bro, bro I don't trip over that type of shit. It's I, too I, early. I, yeah, I do. I do it for the podcast because I, I have to. But like in in my mind, I'm like, oh, oh the college football playoff ring, like whatever. Like you know what I mean. Also, my favorite team plays in the SEC, so it's either, you know, they yeah. win the SEC championship and they're in. No problem. Like my team's never getting booted from that, so I, I, it doesn't cross my mind as a Georgia fan. You know, I'm with you. That's me. Uh, the you, Hawks up three, even though they should be up. 20. Do you care to uh, guess the Georgia Missouri line before we sign off? Oh, high noon. What's Missouri's record? You're what not time? a game time guy, though, are you? No. Um, Missouri is four and four, one and three in the SEC. Okay. They're playing in Athens. Oh, God. I'm going to say 35. 35 on the dot. Missouri plus 37 and a half. <gasps> Dude, I almost drilled it. Money line plus, yeah. plus 1,700. Give me Georgia Missouri. money line. Georgia money line is minus 100,000. Am I reading this correctly? You'd have to bet $100,000 to win 100? That can't possibly be right. That cannot be right. Check me on that. This what was the what was the Georgia Missouri betting line? That was no. What was the Missouri positive? What was the Missouri line? Plus seventeen hundred. Hold on. Maybe they meant minus ten thousand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they meant minus ten thousand. Over under fifty nine and a half. That would make that would be the implied odds is plus ten thousand, not plus one hundred thousand. It says plus one hundred thousand. Or minus one hundred thousand, it's because it's literally in parentheses. It says, "Bet one hundred thousand dollars to win 100. <laughs> right then, the author should have been like, "Eh, I don't know about that." Uh, no, nope, that's right. That's that's really right. So they're not letting you bet the Georgia. I mean, it's money. literally that's like you can't means. bet it. Yeah, yeah, that's what that means. So against the spread, Missouri this year zero and eight, Georgia six and two, against the spread this year. Um, do with that what you will. I don't think I've gotten one Georgia spread right this year, betting. That over or under in the Clemson game. Fuck I got me. I got plus thirty eight on my line. I kind of like Missouri there. Sizable margin. You know what I mean? Oh and eight against like... the spread. Who is Missouri? Really? Georgia six and two. Hmm. Where did they find you? Find me on Twitter at Spencer Maddox underscore. Don't you dare forget that underscore. 
Come down to coaches, dude. Let's watch some Hawks games. Take your yeah. ass to coaches yeah, now. Yeah, take your ass to coaches. Trav, how do follow you? Uh, thank you, as always, to our sponsors, Coaches Corner, John Carr Real Estate, Bewley Oaks Home Improvement. Find me on Twitter, at Jadon Sports, the show, at Podcast Grits. Um, listen, on Facebook now, you can stream and listen to every episode on our Facebook page. Right there from Facebook. You don't have to go to any third app. Um, you can also click that little subscribe button on Facebook to get notified every week of new episodes. Next week is... Episode 91. 91. Are we World Series champs next week when we talk? I hope so. No, 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 no. Bold prediction time. We got to. We got to. We can't be pussy about this, dude. No, I don't think they are. Oh. They're win. Oh, you just ripped my heart out. The Astros are favored in game six and seven, I would think. You think, think they're going to win? I think they win. I think they win game six. I think they win tomorrow night. Boy, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, subscribe, rate, subscribe, rate. Tell your cool friends. Yep. Until episode 91, stay safe, wash your hands, you filthy animals. Peace.